Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And today's guest is Taj Singh, who's the president and CEO of Noah Lithium Brines, a lithium exploration and development company formed to acquire assets with significant resource potential with all of their projects located in the heart of the prolific lithium triangle in the mining-friendly province of Salta, Argentina. Uh, Tej has a background in metallurgy and has over 20 years experience in the mining sector uh, in all areas from executive management, business development, capital markets, project development, engineering and operations. Um, Tej is going uh, to talk to us about the company, um, the energy transition and give us an update on the project plus more. So that's welcome Tej to the podcast. How are you doing? Thank you very much Rob for having us. Thanks. No worries. Um, yeah, as we always start these off, just wondering if you can just tell us a little bit about your uh, about your career and about your background, um, just so the audience knows a little bit more about yourself. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, listen, you you covered it a little bit, but uh, been in mining my uh, my whole career uh, over twenty two years uh, across the spectrum of exploration, development, production, uh, all across that kind of. Uh, production, uh, that kind of uh, on, on the corporate side and the issuer side, but also a significant experience, obviously, in, in mining capital markets. Uh, my background is a bachelor's and master's in metallurgy and, uh, and mineral process uh, engineering. And, uh, you know, listen, the most recent thing I was is was over five years as the founding president and CEO at Discovery Silver, uh, which is they're developing the world's one of the world's largest silver deposits in, in Mexico moving towards construction now. And that was a very, a very good success. The uh, company grew from, you know, 10, $15 million IPO to, to well over 700 million at its peak. And I still think it's yeah around four or 500 million market cap. And, and again, very cashed up and moving towards construction. So that was, that was, uh, you know, really nice to, to have that um, feather in the cap. And then prior to that, I was also a founding uh, board member and lead independent director at a company called GT Gold. And uh, in, G in 2020, GT Gold was acquired by Newmont for $400 million Canadian, a uh, big gold copper um, project in, in, in British Columbia. And then prior to that, uh, experience with several other juniors in various executive positions. And then obviously, I was also a, a mining equity analyst for, for several years. Got to see that side. And actually, I began my career um, as an engineer um, working at Enco, which became Valet when Valet took over, working at various operations all over the world. So, yeah, uh, mining my, my whole life and in various uh, capacities and in, 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 uh, on different sides of things. But, yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, good to be on this side. Yeah. And obviously we, we did record a podcast about 18 months ago when you were at Dis uh, Discovery Silver. Um, I don't know what episode that was, but as we were speaking off air, it, it was one of my po uh, most popular ones. So I think it was in the top 10 of most listened to. So those that are listening, please go back and uh, find find that episode. Um, but we're here now to talk about Noah Lithium Brian. So I just wanted if you can just tell us 
uh, a little bit more about the company. Perfect. Yeah. No, Lithium is focused again, as you noted in the intro, on the uh, in the, in the Salta the province of Argentina. The focus is Northwest Argentina, which is in the Lithium Triangle. Um, the kind of mission and goal is to was was to acquire uh, large land positions, uh, controlling land positions on assets that were first of all available because there's not a lot available, but um, one project that had existing data. Uh, possibly even existing nearby resource, which would then obviously lower the, the risk. Um, but but again, still looking for large controlling positions that could be acquired for a decent price. So in our portfolio, we have three key projects. Our focus project right now that we're drilling is called Rio Grande on the Rio Grande Solar. As you know, all these projects are centered typically on a solar and a basin. And the second project is called Arizaro, which is about 50, 60 kilometers away to the northeast. And then Further, about 100 kilometers to the northeast of that is our third project called Salinas Grande. So our focus really <clears throat> at a high level is to uh, do drill programs at each of these projects and work towards a maiden resource at all at all of them. And, and again, I think based on the area we're in, it's very hot for m &A, obviously one of the most prolific lithium districts in the world. I think we're, uh, we've got some really, uh, really good potential to, uh, to grow the story. Obviously, everyone's talking about the energy transition. Um, what What is your thoughts? Obviously, you're, you're in the lithium space, but what are your thoughts around the whole energy transition? Yeah, the, the energy transition operational opportunity uh, for us to address climate change and reduce greenhouse gas emissions, create a more sustainable future. And that's what really drew me to this on top of the specifics of the story, which I really think are a huge, huge opportunity. But as a CEO, for example, of a lithium mining company, I know that we have a pivotal role, our industry, in enabling this transition. I think lithium is obviously a critical component in the batteries that power the electric vehicles, store renewable energy. We're seeing rapid growth in the adoption of these electric vehicles. And, and as we know, it's only going to accelerate. Demand for the lithium ion batteries is skyrocketing. And I think our company, along with our peers, is really at the, the forefront of supplying that essential resource. Uh, again, two new operations starting in, in our region where we are. Another one starting in 2024. We really are uh, in, in the heart of in the heart of the uh, producing region uh, for lithium. And I think it's just not about lithium to kind of close this and come back full circle. It's not just about lithium. I think the energy transition requires a holistic approach. I think we need to focus on developing uh, renewable energy infrastructure, improving energy storage capabilities, and you know, even enhancing grid kind of integration. So collaboration across the industries, I think, is key, the key to drive that innovation and then find solutions to the challenges we face. Um, it's a complex journey, this energy transition, I think, uh, but again, a tremendous opportunity uh, for economic growth and, and job creation. Yes, certainly. Um, just wanted me to tell us a little bit more about the lithium, sorry, lithium triangle, and obviously specifically Argentina. Yeah, so the lithium triangle is a, is a, a geographical triangle, if you will, uh, that kind of contains the corners of northwest Argentina, Chile, and uh, the southern part of Bolivia. And it is a prolific mining area. Um, it is geologically blessed with um, close to about 55, 60% of the lithium resources of the world are contained in this lithium triangle and roughly about the same amount of current lithium production comes from the lithium triangle. 
um, specifically Argentina, where we are focused, I think is really the hot spot in this area. Chile is a little bit, probably a decade or two ahead. Uh, most of the meaningful projects have been acquired by majors, um, are well into production, potentially even now depleting. Uh, Bolivia, the investment climate is not very uh, favorable right now, I'd say. That could change. But really, Northwest Argentina is is, is very hot right now for M&A. Um, lots of M&A happening in the past couple of years. Almost every major you can think of in the lithium industry, uh, in some form or another, is in the region. Um, so, I, you know, I think it's really a great place to be. And it's, it's, it's a beehive of activity, not just for lithium. Uh, lots of commodities uh, are, are in the area and getting a lot of attention, but obviously lithium with the kind of overall um, kind of attraction towards it uh, from from the investment community is, is really grown. And Argentina is a hotspot for, for uh, um, this specific northwest part of Argentina is really a hotspot for lithium right now. And how did Noah uh, uh, become to, or how did they obtain the land package um, and I suppose also who's involved within the company and the management team. Yeah, so, I mean, we've only gone public. We went public in March 2023, but I just wanted to be clear that this, the NOAA story was being built for probably the past couple of years prior to that. Um, before Lithium had its real run-up, the founders in 2021 and 2022, who were based in Argentina, NOAA's founders, uh, which I think is a real advantage here as well. Uh, but they were former executives of Lithium Americas and Gang Fang, which have a joint venture operation, a, a very big joint venture operation nearby to us. But they'd spent quite a bit of time there. Um, and they, you know, now started looking at for Noah, began putting an impressive portfolio together for Noah privately. Um, and so they really, again, looked for these projects with existing data, but could still be acquired for a decent price. And they were really trying to put these large controlling positions together. And so that's that's how it happened. So it took probably a year and a half to two um, of, of kind of putting it all together, behind the scenes work before we even went public um, for this story to, to take life. You recently put out some drill results. I just wonder if you can just tell us a little bit more about that. Yes, so we're in the midst uh, of a, about a six-hole drill program. We're almost finished hole two. We released our first hole a few weeks back uh, and made a major new discovery, which was which was obviously uh, very exciting. The first hole uh, ever at that solar that was drilled in the alluvial fans of the solar. So a, a new kind of exploration model in the region is to not only drill the surface manifestation of the solar, the salt flat that you see, from surface, um, but to look around in the basin for the solar to continue under cover or other aquifers um, that that are that that were not even discovered yet. And so we actually uh, pretty courageously decided to drill a brand new area that had no drills around it. And we have a large controlling position of the of this alluvial area, about twenty thousand hectares, which is very large. We drilled and we hit two high grade aquifers, very nice thicknesses. Um, one, the first one that started at about 100 meters from surface was 100 meters wide and graded around 450 milligrams per liter lithium. Very good grade. And then the second one was about 200 meters wide, started at about 300 meters from surface and graded about 775, which honestly ranks it as one of the highest grade aquifers uh, in Northwest Argentina and even in the lithium triangle. So again, for a first hole, 
um, you know, couldn't have asked for, for anything more. And I think it really bodes well um, for the entire program uh, moving forward. You're obviously uh, mining lithium brine. Um, just wondering if you just tell us about some of the other uh, types of lithium mining. And I suppose, how does that differ from what, what you're looking to uh, mine? Yeah, I mean, pretty simply, you've got brine, um, which is very more akin to oil and gas. Uh, whereas the lithium is dissolved in salt water. Um, and then you've got hard rock deposits, which are classic mining. Um, you mine it and uh, mill it and float it and concentrate um, the ore. Um, for brine operations, um, you obviously need a very unique environment. You know, and this, you know, the, 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 the plateau desert we're on, the Andean desert we're on is very unique in the world. Uh, for be able to be able to produce these brines that ties in with my discussion previously on the lithium triangle so um the arid climate the evaporation rates um the amount of uh, you know sunlight the wind um all of these things are are uh, again very unique to the region and those con that combination allows you to produce the brine so what you're essentially doing is is pulling up the brine into evaporation ponds at surface and have sequential evaporation ponds um, that continue to increase the the concentration of lithium until um, eventually you reach your desired content and you're done. So the real interesting thing about that is you're really using the climate. Um, there's no mining cost, uh, much less energy usage. Um, and so ultimately, if you really look at it, the brine operations are the highest margin operations in the world. Obviously, there are high-grade hard rock operations uh, that have that have carried out a bunch of efficiencies, op, uh, operational efficiencies as well that rank well. But just simply put, if you were looking at it from a very basic, simple standpoint, the brine operations currently are the highest margin operations in the world. There's not many left, as I said, uh, which is a, a, much of the reason for a, some heavy, heavy M&A action where we are. Um, but but right now, that's and again, that's how most of lithium is produced currently. Uh, well over half of it from from brine. Um, so yeah, those are kind of the two main uh, ways of mining uh, lithium. I wonder if you just give us a, an overview of the, I suppose, global lithium market. Um, you mentioned obviously there's been some uh, uh, acquisitions in um, in your region, but I just want to even just give us, I suppose, uh, an overview of the whole global lithium market at the moment as you see it. Yeah, listen, it's uh, depending on what supply demand numbers you look at, there's obviously going to be uh, a, a shortage uh, based on the comments I had made previously, uh, based on the demand for electric vehicles, whether you're getting it from the White House or you're getting it from governments in Europe or uh, various sources. We know that the demand for lithium is, is going to increase and the current supply um, you know, is not going to be able to do it. So that's why a lot of the, there's a big rush now to obviously acquire these uh, various projects and it takes time these are operations three four or five years sometimes um to get them to get them uh, ready to start producing so i think the rush is starting now uh for that kind of 2030 number that everyone talks about where a lot of regulations start coming in in major countries in the world in terms of electric vehicles um so yeah there's going to be a, there's a lot of a lot of attention uh happening uh, a lot of attention focused on that right now specific to our region Again, I, I noted it before, but in our region, there's just really not many stories that are left to be acquired, right? There's a big consolidation happening. Like I said, many of the majors, essentially all of them in some form or another, 
whether they're just still looking around to acquire a producing operation or putting a, an operation to production, all, all the big guys are there. And uh, for example, if you take our region, specifically zoomed into our region in kind of Northwest Argentina, uh, it's been about six, there has been six major public deals over the past 18 months. Average size of them is about $900 million Canadian. And you're talking on average a, a resource size of about 5 million tons and an average grade of about 430 milligrams per liter, which is high grade. I think anything over 400 is kind of the rule of thumb is considered high grade uh, for brines. So that basically, if you do the math, puts each million ton of LCE to be worth about $160 million. So the potential here, I think, is if you can build up you know, over a million or two or three million tons, you have a real meaningful project that I think majors would want. And then the cost to get to that resource, if you compare it to hard rock projects, going back to the other question we had, is very low. Five, six, seven, eight holes, you have a resource, even less sometimes. Um, you know, the engineering can cost you money as you get down the road a little bit. But I was very surprised about the low kind of discovery cost and kind of cost to get a resource um, on, on the brine side. But uh, I think that's a, that's a real opportunity if you've got the assets in this region uh, to be able to to support that that plan. And are there sort of any other juniors doing what they're doing um, within the within the region? Yeah, as I noted, there's only a few juniors left in the region. I, I'd see a handful um, that are likely on the on the radar of the big players right now. Uh, a couple notable kind of topical ones right now is Alpha Lithium, which is in the middle of a hostile takeover from a big conglomerate. Um, you know, Lithium Chile has had great success. They're, they're on the same solar we are at the Arrozaro Solar, our kind of second flagship project. They've had, you know, quite a bit of success, but they're, again, there's not a lot of names left um, to be acquired. And I think NOAA is one of them. I think we're at the early stages of those previous companies I mentioned, Alpha and Lithium, Chile. Um, and I think we've got the combination of multiple projects um, and all with meaningful kind of land positions and significant resource potential. So I think the, all the ingredients are there um, for NOAA. But again, the, the, uh, there's, there's not a lot of stories out there um, in, in this specific region um uh, to be able to look at and what should investors be looking at uh no lithium brines um and what's your investment thesis yeah i think simply put i think noah really seems right now to be at the inflection uh inflection point of the value curve just before it gets very steep we all hope that uh it's a new story it's clean and simple structure very reasonable market cap currently a magic management team that's proven in previous stories but is also even executed on the NOAA story exactly as outlined to date um, and i think the potential for the story to get much bigger is obvious and i think this first hole we drilled as i mentioned and now the subsequent holes i think we've really significantly de-risked the story uh with that first hole being successful so i think uh I really think it's it's uh, it's hopefully the uh, we'll get that steep point in the curve uh, where you can see some real real growth uh, in the awareness of the company, especially and and hopefully value as well. And concluding, I wonder what the uh, outlook is uh, for the company over sort of the next six to twelve months and your sort of timeframes around uh, all of your activities. 
Yeah, it's a simple plan. Uh, 2023 is about this drilling program at Rio Grande. So every month or so, expect drill results um, from this, this dr drill program we're doing at Rio Grande. And then ultimately culminated in a maiden resource at Rio Grande, aiming for early 2024. Um, and our second project, which I, I, I mentioned, uh, is, is called the Arrozaro Project. We'll be starting some drill targeting work to get it ready for drilling, mainly using geophysics. Um, and again, it's about 50 kilometers or so away from Rio Grande, and we plan to begin begin drilling that in late 23 or early 24. Um, and a couple of points on Arrozaro, several of our neighbors have had you know great success there uh, at Arrozaro. And considering our claim position and size, we, we're very hopeful for Arrozaro, uh, the Arrozaro project to you know potentially host a meaningful resource as well in the coming years. So. so Lots of news, uh, lots of major milestones uh, over the next year, eighteen months, two years. Um, so yeah, investors should be uh, should be aware of all all that news coming in. Yeah, really appreciate your time. Uh, good luck for the remainder of the year and going into next year. Um, if our audience obviously wants to reach out to you, if they want to follow your story on uh, on social media. Uh, what channels are you on? How can they uh, follow uh, your story? Yeah, we're we're very active, obviously, on Twitter and LinkedIn, and obviously our website. Uh, you know, you can reach us through there as well. It's www.noalithium.com, uh, and all of our links to our various social channels are are available as well on there. So, um, yeah, looking forward to. Uh, to connecting if there are questions and obviously to just continue to increase the awareness of the company yeah no worries um like i said appreciate your time uh we'll include those uh um links in the show notes accompanying this podcast uh for easy access so uh just really appreciate your time like i said good luck for the remainder of the year um and all the best and those that are listening and those that are listening really appreciate your time please share this episode uh amongst uh, fellow mining professionals in the industry. And like I said, always share this with people outside of the mining industry, um, especially, I suppose, anyone that's listening in South America um, and maybe even Argentina, because um, obviously this is a, um, a great a great project that's got a lot of prospects in front, in front of them. So um, like I said, really appreciate your time. Keep sharing this episode. Um, and I, I, I like all the comments that, uh, I receive either through certain social media links, um, with, whether it's LinkedIn or YouTube. Um, really appreciate all your comments. So until next time, happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining, helping each other to improve the mining industry.